Welcome everybody back to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast for all your Wisconsin Badgers news on the recruiting trail, on the field, and near the rim. We are powered by Overtime Media. I am Jake Kokorowski. We've got John McNamara here, folks. Monday evening, we have been busy, to say the least. Uh, John, I know you and I have been, like, my, my fingers are sore from all the typing, from all the transcribing we've been doing. Uh, we're going to get to, obviously, Wisconsin Basketball Advance Camp. We're going to talk about Wisconsin Summer Camp number two that happened this past weekend. John was at both. He's been putting on some, some miles on the car. And then also, you know, some official visit recaps. But, you know, and then, of course, two big commits for two different classes coming up, uh, you know, that we that from Sunday and Monday. Uh, it's It's been busy here, uh, and you guys have seen the articles on BadgerBlitz.com. We're going to talk about those in just a quick second. But before that, we are still running that promo on BadgerBlitz.com. Don't have to pay until September 1st, till the kickoff of the 2019 season against South Florida. Again, go to BadgerBlitz.com. Click on the breaking banner and enter promo summer 19. Guess what? You guys get all the premium access for BadgerBlitz.com, all the rival sites, and it's great, especially with this recruiting season going on. Folks, we've had two verbal commitments in the past two days. We've had so many articles on official visit, visit visitors and what uh, they've taken in, and we'll have more coming up too, especially with this big weekend coming up for Wisconsin as well uh, on, on Father's Day weekend too. So, but uh, John, I've talked too much already. Let's get to some of the commits. Today, Monday, 2024 star linebacker, to number 232 in the nation. Overall, Nick Herbeg, big commitment for Wisconsin. I mean, this this is uh, yeah, obviously another four-star kid. What are your thoughts initially about that commitment and, and what it could mean to this 2020 class? Yeah, it, a huge pickup for Wisconsin. Uh, for the second class in a row to go on the West Coast and and land a kid with with some big time offers. Obviously, last year they did it with Spencer Lytle, and uh, he's already on campus, having taken part in spring camp. And you know, this year they do it with Nick Herbig, like you mentioned, Jake, a Rivals 250 kid, uh, newly minted four star kid. I uh, had some big time offers from the West Coast uh, with Stanford and Washington, UCLA, uh, a handful of other schools involved in his recruitment. So uh, they got him on campus this weekend, and you know, going in, he talked about the tradition that Wisconsin's had at at the outside linebacker position, he mentioned TJ Watts specifically. And, um, you know, I think that played a big, a big part in his decision, the, you know, the Badgers being able to, uh, to develop guys there and, and put them in the NFL. Um, he had a good relationship with Bobby April, um, who was also the lead recruiter in, in Spencer Lytle's uh, commitment and, and recruitment as well. And, um, you know, it was, it was a great weekend to be up in Madison and uh, a guy like Nick Herbig, you know, from Hawaii, you know, so he's surrounded by water and, you know, the Wisconsin coaching staff and the players, uh, they, they took the guys out in the water at Lake Mendota. I talked to him and he said he got in the lake and uh, on social media, there's some some video of him doing a backflip off a boat into Lake Mendota. So, um, you know, I think that was big for him. And, you know, really, and Jake, you know this because you've talked to a few of the guys, too, from from the weekend. Uh, he was another guy who mentioned that family feel and you know, getting to spend a lot of time with Coach Christ and, and getting to eat at his house and being around the players and, and the coaches and, and their wives. And, you know, that's that's a big thing that the staff has done, you know, not just this weekend, but uh, a lot of the official visit recruiting weekends, they make it that family feel. They stress family. They stress the, the culture there. And, um, you know, 
Nick Herbig hit on all those things and uh, he recognized those things. And then that's, that's a big reason why he, he committed Wisconsin this weekend. You know, he, he did it this weekend while on campus and he announced it officially on Monday. So um, regardless when he did it, it's a huge gift for the Badgers. They're second outside linebacker in this, uh, in this class, along with Cole Dakovich. And um, I think they probably have room for at least one more, um, you know, some big time guys that they had on campus this week and maybe project there. And, you know, later in this month, Caden Johnson, a four-star kid from Minnesota will be there as well. So, um, they could they could still do some damage at that outside linebacker position in the, in this recruiting cycle. Exactly. I mean, maybe that's uh, let, let's look at like you know where do they look next uh, when it comes to this 2020 class, uh, and, and we'll we'll talk about the verbal uh, the official visitors I should say coming up and uh, after we talk about Jackson Acker from Verona who committed as part of the 2021 class on Sunday. But, you know, back to this 2020 class, you, know, you talked about Caden Johnson. Are there others at that outside linebacker position uh, that you feel, you know, that that would warrant a, an instant commit? I mean, I, I talked to Malik Reed earlier today, and he's talking about they're, they're looking at him as an inside will linebacker uh, in that 3-4 scheme. But uh, are there others besides Caden Johnson that, you know, where they would look for the, for that outside linebacker you know, I think he's he's probably their top target, but you know they also had Khalil Mullins on campus this weekend. Uh, he's another rivals two fifty kid, and he probably projects to outside linebacker. And you know they'd certainly take him in a heartbeat. And um, you know Jordan Turner was on campus this weekend. I think he probably projects more towards inside linebacker as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see what the staff does. You know, I, I think they definitely have room for one more. But look, if if Mullins and, and later Johnson come calling, you know they would they would certainly make room for both. So. I'd probably put the number at three uh, with room for one more right now, but um, there's a, there's a long way to go before December. Uh, I guess maybe one more thing too with, you know, Herbig is from the state of Hawaii. And with that, I guess uh, I'm wondering too, I mean, there, he has two teammates that uh, were offered by Wisconsin, both wide receivers. Do you think that influences them by any chance? Uh, it seems like uh, obviously, Word spread, you know, Herbig, obviously a four-star kid. Maybe there's, I don't know if there's any influence there, but do you feel like that could help Wisconsin get, uh, get those two potential wide receivers on campus? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it certainly can't hurt. Um, and, you know, Wisconsin is taking a bit more of an aggressive approach than I thought they would at the receiver position. Like you mentioned, they, they've they offered a handful of kids. They offered a kid from Texas tonight, actually. Uh, they had uh, Daniel Jackson on campus this weekend for an official visit, and you talked to him. So, um, you know, just getting back to your question, it, it certainly helps. And, you know, Nick Herbig is back in, in Hawaii right now, and he's, he's telling them about, you know, the great time that he had at Wisconsin and all the reasons why he committed there. So um, I don't know if it's going to lead to his teammates committing, but um, potentially, you know, there's an opportunity for them to get on campus because, you know, you have someone close to you telling you about Wisconsin. So it, it certainly can't help in that regard. Or, sorry, it cannot hurt in that regard. Let me say that. And I, I guess too, yeah. And those two wide receivers too, it's Matt Sykes and Roman Wilson. Uh, and obviously I think from judging off what I've seen on social media, it sounds like Wilson's recruitment has blown up just a little bit uh, with, with some visits lately. So I guess uh, looking now at the 2021 class, right? This, this came out of the blue. You were at camp yesterday. Uh, beautiful day in, in Madison. Uh, well, here and there, a little bit of showers here and there, I guess you could say, but it's still, I mean, it's not snowing in, right now in, in June. So I'll take that uh, just with some of the crazy weather we've seemed to have had recently. But, you know, he, Jackson Acker, this uh, running back, 
you saw him perform well from the area, from the southwest uh, southwest suburb of Madison in Verona. Um, I mean, what did you see there? Uh, you know, you said you were watching a little bit. sounds like you were watching a little bit more of the skill positions uh, yesterday compared to where you and I were last weekend uh, for camp number one when we looked at the linemen a lot. Uh, but what did you see? Uh, and then what did he tell you after being offered and how he committed? Yeah, so um, like you said, Jake, you know, I, I spent a little bit more outside. You know, I kind of bump back and forth. You know, if you if you're inside the McLean Center, there's the offensive defensive linemen, and and those are usually strong groups. Um, you know, position wise, with the amount of guys that they're able to get there, uh, I was I was outside a little bit more with the skilled guys on Sunday, and uh, I in the live blog that I had going, I mentioned that I I typed that I think you know there's there's a running back here who has a chance and. Um, you know, it's, it's sometimes tough to pick out who the guys are. And, um, you know, finally at the end, you know, when they brought their, you know, select group of guys there, um, from, from the end of the camp, from all the positions, you know, there's probably about 20 guys that they keep and they have them do some individual drills together, uh, for all the coaches that were there to see, um, you know, I was watching him and I, I confirmed from someone that was Jackson Acker. And I remembered his name because he visited this spring and I, I took a better look at him and. Um, you know, he's a big kid. He measured in about six foot one and, and 215 pounds. He looks to be all of, you know, six, one and two fifteen. Um, you know, a strong runner, um, a powerful kid. If you look at his tape, um, and then, you know, right as camp broke, he was talking to his mom and, and some coaches grabbed him and said that coach Chris wanted to talk to him. And, um, I, I assume that was going to probably do an offer. And then, you know, the word broke, you know, really before the sun went down that, he accepted that offer from Wisconsin. He committed becoming the second member of this 2021 class. And uh, just talking to Jackson, I got a chance to talk to his coach as well. I mean, this was really his dream to play for the Badgers. Um, I, I was told by someone that he canceled a few other camps because this was going to be the only camp he wanted to attend. And he certainly maximized that opportunity, obviously picked up an offer and committed. So um, this has been something that he's been working for for a while. Um, and, and here he is now, you know, with, with two years left of high school already committed to the Badgers. And I guess, I mean, what does it do with this class? Like the early thoughts on the 2021 class, of course, they received a verbal commit early on from JP Benchwell. Uh, the Benchwells are becoming sort of like the Watts when it comes to having three of their, uh, three brothers joining the, the program there in, uh, in recent years, but. Uh, what does that do for Wisconsin where, you know, he, he's a running back. Uh, you have a lineman. It seems like you have your bread and butter, uh, you know, almost taken care of there. We don't know how many running backs they'll take in the 2021 class yet. And you don't know how many linemen. And we already know with the 2021 linemen with guys like uh, Riley Malman, who was in t- uh, town last week uh, for the first camp. And then also a guy like Nolan Rucci, younger brother of 2019 signee Hayden Rucci, uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, obviously, uh, what, what could happen, but in your opinion, what are just some of the early thoughts about that 21, 21, a uh, 2021 class? You know, it, it has a chance just like this 2020 class to be in-state heavy. Uh, you know, you mentioned JP Benchwell and he was at camp as well. And he was the first commit and, and now Jackson Acker, um, is, is commit number two. Um, I could see Hunter Waller adding his name to that list at some point, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it'll be anytime soon, but I do think he'll end up uh, selecting Wisconsin. Uh, he's a, a safety for Muskego. He was actually the first in-state prospect Wisconsin offered in the 2021 class. 
Uh, Hayden Nelson, uh, defensive end from Brookfield Central, is another kid that they had at Wisconsin's first camp. And uh, he's got, a, uh, I think, three offers right now um, from, a, from a few schools. And uh, he's certainly someone Wisconsin I could see offering at some point if he puts together a really good junior season. Uh, Loyal Crawford, another running back from, from Eau Claire. Uh, he was at Wisconsin's first camp. So I think there's a chance that this could be another in-state heavy class. Obviously, there's there's a ton of time to go. But, you know, it's certainly a good thing for the staff to have so many options from inside the state where they can be selective. Um, they were able to do that in this 2020 class with, with what, uh, seven of the nine kids being from inside the state. And in 2021, you have two. And, you know, I could see it grow to, you know, at least four. And there's there's a lot of time for a lot, you know, other kids to emerge from that class as well from inside the state. So I think if, if you're looking for similarities, it could be from, you know, the amount of in-state kids that they're able to get maybe in back-to-back classes. And then, I mean, before we'll, we'll take a break, maybe in another after this next segment, but let's get to some of the official visit recaps that, uh, you know, you and I have both been writing uh, our fingers off about it. Uh, we've talked about guys like Nash Hut- Hutmacher, Daniel Jackson, Malik Reed. Uh, I just, uh, I'll be finishing up uh, something for tomorrow on uh, Demonte uh, Trainium, uh, Trianum, uh on that note too. I guess, uh, you know, those four were there. There's also Jordan Turner, who stayed for a little bit of the camp, as you reported on our message board. Uh, and you know, it's a, uh, and Clell Mullins, Mullins as well. Uh, so you had a lot of guys on, on campus and, and of course the verbal commitment, uh, the commit Nick Herbig, I, I guess, what were your impressions from what you've seen and what you've heard, uh, just about how the visit went? Cause it seemed, I mean, you know, it seems like there's a pattern that they've had that kind of, they followed last year for that matter too, uh, in terms of a boat ride, uh, a dinner at coach Chris's house uh, on Saturday night on that second night of the visit. Uh, anything that stood out to you from, from just maybe this first weekend of uh, besides the the commitment of Herbig? Yeah. You know, I think they were smart in their approach. You know, you talked to, to Nash Hutmucker and he was, he was a guy that he, they took him fishing and that's, that's probably exactly what he wanted to do during his official visit. And uh, you know, that's, that's certainly a smart thing to do. And, um, I think when you're looking at these guys, you're trying to pair them up with the right guy and the, and the current roster is their player host. And um, I, I think they did a really good job with that with the Chanel brothers. I think that was right. Jake, who, who hosted, who hosted Nash. Um, that was actually uh, Matt Henningsen was. Oh, okay. I think they read the two that they were with the they, Chanel they hung brothers. Out. Yeah, they, they hung out though a lot though. Uh, right. From what it sounded like. Yeah. I mean, and those, those personalities seem to, to mesh pretty well, I would say. Um, so I think, you know, that, that's a big thing that goes into it. And, um, like we talked about earlier, I think they stress family and they, they put them around, uh, they, they haven't spent a lot of time with current players so they can get those questions answered. They spent a lot of time with the coaching staff and even that kind of extended family of the coach and, you know, their, their wives and their children and, you know, getting to eat at coach Chris house. So I think, you know, Wisconsin has found its niche in, in that way. And, you know, they recruit kids who, who fit that and who, who are going to appreciate that. And, um, you know, from all the kids that we've talked to, you know, that, that family message certainly resonates pretty heavily. It really does. I mean, Malik Reed mentioned it a lot, uh, in, and we added the article just went up a little bit this, this afternoon, uh, right before I had to go pick up our, our oldest, my oldest from school. So it really, you know, you talk about him and, you know, his family talked about it. He talked about how they, they treated his little sister well. And, you know, his parents, like they said that, you know, I think the one thing with Malik 
that stood out was, I mean, this is verbatim. They feel like they were real and the, and like it's for family down there. Uh, so they really liked it. The you know, word genuine was used. Uh, we The word family was you, you know, used a few times uh, in our conversation too. So, it, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. There is that family element that there's a closeness. They want to show how much they care about these players, not just on the football field. Uh, it's, you know, that's when they talk about being real. They don't want to just look at the football player. They want to know about, you know, what's going to happen after football. They care about, you know, just what's going on with their families, what's going on in their lives, stuff away from the game. So, uh, and it, you know, you can see the genuineness there. Uh, and, you know, you hear that from guys like, you know, Daniel Jackson too, uh, in, in whatnot. And uh, it should be interesting. Uh, I guess maybe I didn't put this in our agenda, but, out of the, you know, in terms of potential players to watch uh, for this is a guy, I mean, based on my conversation with Daniel Jackson yesterday, uh, I think he really, I mean, he came away impressed from what, you know, he said and that, you know, he, he was always, you know, considering Wisconsin, but uh, you know, the visit really did, you know, it looks like it made an impact on him. Uh, who besides Herbig, who are the guys do you think that Wisconsin, you know, made a good impression on, for this uh, for this visit on this weekend, yeah, yeah, I think Jackson and probably Hutmacher would, would be the next two in line, and um, I think with Daniel Jackson, it's going to be really interesting for him because he's going to Minnesota next. Uh, he's got Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa State in his top three, and he's going to go see those two schools uh, in consecutive weekends after this. I just think the the contrast between an official visit to Wisconsin with with Paul Christ, and then seven days later, an official visit to Minnesota with PJ Fleck. They just seem like probably two polar opposites of of the vortex there, um, in terms of you know head coaches and, and their personality. So I'm really interested to see what he has to say about you know Minnesota after his official visit. And obviously they're they're a big time contender for him. You know they're in his top three, and uh, he's taking an official visit there. So um, I think Wisconsin has to feel pretty good about where they are. But again, I think I think he is also pretty high on Minnesota, and I would say right now that. You know, Wisconsin and Minnesota are his top two, with maybe Iowa State trailing just a bit in that third, in that third position. So um, I, I'm interested to hear his comments after he takes that official visit to to Minnesota next weekend. And then with Hutmacher, you know, it's it's been Wisconsin, Nebraska for him for a real long time. Um, Oregon's still in the picture as well. He took an official visit there, but I'd be very surprised if he didn't wind up in the Big Ten. I think a lot of people felt Nebraska led going into this visit. I think Wisconsin, you know, did as much as they could to close that gap. I guess if, if I had to predict today, I'd still give Nebraska uh, a slight edge. But, you know, it, it always works in your favor when you get the last visit uh, in terms of official visits with the guys that are ready to decide. Um, you know, Hutmacher talked about really just making his, his decision before the start of his senior season. Um, I fully expect him to do that. So, um, we'll see if Wisconsin can ride this momentum of the last official visit in his recruitment right now. Right. And I think you're hearing that too, regarding, I was, uh, you know, messaging and, and speaking with uh, DeMonte Trainum, and it sounds like he's looking for something before the season uh, to make a decision before the season. You're looking at uh, Daniel Jackson said, you know, August, early September before the season, these guys, you know, these players want to get the recruiting process from, at least from those at Wisconsin targets, they want to get these, players really you know they want to get their recruiting processes essentially done 
so they can focus on and enjoy their final year as a, as a prep player, as a prep standout. So, uh, and in going back to what, what you're saying as well, John, it, it really is interesting too, to see just, uh, you mentioned about the differences in types of recruiting styles. Uh, you know, I guess the one thing that stood out to me when it came to talking to Daniel Jackson, um, you know, uh, he said, you know, some coaches, you this is verbatim from a conversation. We didn't put this into the article, but just kind of a, a way that, you know, you can see the differences. He said, some coaches, you kind of feel pressured about, oh, they want you to commit right there. But I felt like he really cares about the players, talking about Paul Christ, uh, student athletes and about who, you know, how he cares about their lives, not just football. He wants something better for his players, all his players, end quote. So, you know, you can see that style uh, that Paul Christ and his coaching staff really have developed. And I think they've honed. Uh, especially last year and then going into this year. So that'll be something to, to, to watch and we'll see uh, who's next on that. Uh, and of course you guys can go to badgerblitz.com for these articles that you'll, you'll see up there uh, again, promo code summer 19. Why? Because you can get all the premium articles on badgerblitz.com and on rivals for that matter uh, free until South, you know, South Florida game on August 30th. So guys give us about 30 seconds. We'll be right back here on the badgerblitz.com podcast. Welcome back to the badgerblitz.com podcast. Once again, Jake Okorowski, John McNamara, and we just got done talking about the official visits, talked about commits. Now we're looking at, uh, with one of the verbal commits, how it came to be. Well, John was at Wisconsin Badgers football summer camp number two. Uh, which happened on Sunday, so after the official visits. And, of course, 2021 running back Jackson Acker from Verona received an offer and subsequently committed, and we talked about that a little earlier. But, John, man, who else was there? Uh, It seemed like a former commit of the Minnesota Golden Gophers was there, but who else showed up uh, and performed? Yeah, Aaron Witt, uh, who, like you talked about, Jake, was committed to Minnesota. And he decommitted, a, you know, a week or two back, you know, probably two weeks, uh, two weeks ago. And he was on campus uh, to camp with the Badgers. And, you know, he's 6'5", 230 pounds. And I fully expected him to, to work with the defensive ends. And that wasn't the case. He actually worked with the outside linebackers under Bobby April for, you know, really the majority of the camp. Um, and then he took a few reps when I talked about, you know, that kind of select group that they bring in after practice. Uh, he took a couple reps as a tight end, and Mickey Turner was talking to him about a few things. So um, I, I thought that was really interesting. I thought his his best path towards an offer would have been at defensive end, uh, but Wisconsin had different ideas, and he worked at outside linebacker. And you know, Jake, we talked in the first part of the podcast about um, you know what they have there. Obviously, two commitments now. Um, you know, maybe room for a third. So it'll be interesting to see what Wisconsin does moving forward with Wit. Uh, he wasn't offered at least not up until, you know, Monday night. And you know, I guess anything could happen moving forward. But, um, yeah, that was that was a surprise for me because I did think he was going to work at defensive end with a chance of of maybe earning an offer to join, you know, potentially Cade McDonald in, in this 2020 class for Wisconsin defensive end. And when it comes to, I guess, with, with Witt, where else is, would he be landed? I mean, it seems like sometimes with those defensive ends, you know, if it's a 4-3, 3-4, uh, you know, type mix and, and, you know, sometimes those tweeners in between, you know, we've even seen guys go from outside linebacker uh, to, 
you know, they go, they move inside, they slide inside to be ends. Uh, is it a case maybe with wit where we're, you know, uh, is it his size? I mean, how do you, you know, maybe the bend is, is, is he a tweener right now between what could be a D end or an outside linebacker? Um, I see him as a four, three defensive end. I think he probably projects best there. Um, you know, it's really interesting because Wisconsin and Iowa go after a lot of the same kids and Wisconsin one runs a three, four and, uh, Iowa runs a four, three and, uh, you know, they go after, like I said, a lot of the same kids. So it's, it's interesting with guys like Aaron Witt, who, you know, Iowa has offered and Wisconsin is not. And, uh, you know, if he went to Iowa, he'd play with his hand in the ground. If he, if he went to Wisconsin, if he had that opportunity, I guess, uh, he would play standing up. And, uh, like I said, I think he's probably projects best with his hand in the ground. Uh, you know, I think he's got a frame to add more weight. Uh, he could probably play in that, you know, 260, 270 range and, when when you're in a four three defense and you're on the edge that you know that'll probably work. I don't. I wrote this. I, I just don't think he has that that ideal bend to play uh, standing up. I thought he was good in space. I thought he was strong uh, in a lot of the one on one stuff that he did. But I just don't see him projecting well to outside linebacker. Uh, again, that's just my opinion. I I think he winds up as a defensive end in, in someone's four three scheme. I guess looking even f- who else in your opinion, that you got a chance to, besides Acker, who shined and, and who stood out in your opinion and, and who could, I mean, maybe it's a, with that too, to add on to that, not just who's shined, but did someone help their cause for an offer down the road? Well, we, we talked about a few of the guys, the in-state guys, Hunter Wohler. Um, you know, he has an offer from Wisconsin and he camped. I thought he looked really good. Uh, this is a really athletic kid. Uh, so when you look at it, his sophomore tape, he was an all-state guy and, he racked up a ton of tackles and, you know, you don't really get to see that, you know, that physicality, you know, or to be able to finish tackles in a camp setting. But uh, he looked really good on the back end. He spent a lot of time with Jim Leonard. Um, like I said, he's an athletic kid with a really good burst. Um, I, I thought he did a lot of things well. Maybe struggled a, a touch in coverage just because, you know, he his dad was telling me he, he grew up playing linebacker and uh, his sophomore year is his first year playing safety. So uh, he's working on some coverage stuff, but um, you know, the athletic ability is really evident, and uh, I thought he had a really strong camp. Uh, J.P. Benchwell will camp, and he's obviously committed to Wisconsin. You know, 6'6", 270, there's a lot to like there. Um, you know, there's a reason why Wisconsin offered so early in the process. Uh, a pretty good athlete. Um, you know, he's he, he really has that frame that you're looking for. He's going to be able to add some good weight. He did a lot of good things uh, in, in front of Joe Rudolph, and uh, he's also, you know, being able to work for him with, you know, Three plus hours. I think he picked up a lot. Uh, it was it was a good chance for those two to continue to build that relationship. And then you know from that you know kind of I guess headliners group, TJ Bowlers, um, a 2021 kid from Iowa, came in and camped. Uh, he's a high energy guy. Uh, he he already had an offer from Wisconsin. He I thought he performed really well. Um, but if you're looking at guys outside of that, uh, there was a California trio uh, that came in for camp from from Orange Lutheran High School. Uh, Bobby April was able to get them there. Robert Reagan, uh, he was a 2021 defensive back with a handful of offers. Uh, Jason White, who we have listed as an offensive lineman, he worked at defensive end. I thought he had an up and down camp, but I, you know, I think a lot of that was kind of due to him transitioning to a new position. And then Zach Miller, who's a, uh, just finished up his freshman season. Uh, he's going to be an offensive lineman to watch. He's about six foot five and 275 pounds. So um, you know, credit Bobby April for getting those guys on campus to work with the coaching staff. And um, it'll be interesting to see how the Badgers proceed with those three from that, that powerhouse high school out in, out in California. 
let's head then. I mean, that was the second camp, right? You're in, which is, uh, you were very busy here in town, but the day before in sat, you know, on that Saturday, Wisconsin's basketball program, men's basketball program had their advanced camp uh, in the Cole center. Uh, and that resulted in two offers to some 21, uh, 21, uh, standouts already. Uh, I mean, what, who was offered and in your opinion, what could that mean for the class? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not just blowing smoke at you. I, I, this maybe was the busiest weekend I can remember since doing this job over the last, you know, 10 plus years. I mean, there's just, there was so much going on, you know, two camps for basketball and football, and then, you know, uh, seven official visitors on campus. So, I mean, it truly was uh, a, a really busy weekend, but yeah, you know, it was, it was nice to be able to get out to the Cole Center and watch Wisconsin's advanced camp. Uh, two offers surfaced from that camp. Uh, the first, well, I guess if you if you go in chronological order, the first was uh, the big man from from Illinois, uh, Chris Hodges, who's from the 2021 class. Uh, he's from the Illinois Wolves, which is a pretty, you know, I guess Wisconsin friendly AAU program. It's the same AAU program that produced Frank Kaminsky. So uh, going in, I think Wisconsin knew quite a bit about Hodges, and uh, they ended up offering uh, six foot eight and about 215 pounds. Uh, I thought he had a good camp, but if you look, you know, at what he's able to do, uh, the ceiling's pretty high for him. I think Wisconsin certainly saw that, uh, and they ended up offering him. And then from the same class, that 2021 class, they offered Chucky Hepburn, a point guard from Nebraska. I thought he had a great camp, um, and I wrote in what we talked about uh, for the piece on the site that he reminded me a lot of Jordan Taylor. You know, he's a stockier kid, but he, he's he's a lot more athletic than he looks. Uh, he does a lot of things well as a point guard. I thought he distributed well. I thought he shot well. I thought he was able to get to the hoop and, and finish in traffic. And uh, was you know the Wisconsin coaching staff liked what they saw because uh, he didn't leave Madison with, with a, he left Madison with an offer in his hand as well. I'd say with others in attendance uh, besides those two, you know, uh, with Kobe Johnson, uh, the younger brother of Jalen Johnson, the you know the, obviously the was a number three player in the country, according to rivals right now. Uh, last time I checked what, you know, uh, Kobe Johnson was there. Who else though uh, was in attendance and, and who stood out there besides the, uh, besides the two that got offers? Yeah. You know, Kobe Johnson was certainly someone that we had our eye on. Um, and then Jalen, his brother, like you said, Jake, he showed up and it was just, it was funny to see the reaction of the coaching staff, you know, as soon as Jalen walked in the gym, uh, you know, great guard got up from what he was doing and, and went over by him and, uh, Joe Krabenhoff did the same thing. And, you know, I mean, that's exactly what they should be doing. And, you know, there's a lot of hugs all around, you know, both Johnson's parents were there and they gave coach guard a hug and coach Krabenhoff. So um, I wrote a, as well, you know, these are genuine relationships that go back for a couple of years now. And um, I, I really think Wisconsin has done everything they could in Jalen Johnson's recruitment. Um, I think I mentioned on the podcast last time he went on, I, I think he does wind up at Duke, but it's not for lack of effort from Wisconsin's part. And, uh, like I said, I think they've done everything they could there. Um, but, you know, outside of the Johnsons, uh, a few other kids that I was watching, Cam Pelesi, uh, he's a kid from Waukesha West and uh, a point guard there from the 2021 class as well. And the, the coaching staff has had a chance to watch him quite a bit because Wisconsin watched uh, pretty closely towards the end of his prep career. Uh, they didn't end up offering him, but, you know, they evaluate him quite a bit. So they, they had a chance to watch Pelesi. So um, he's another guy I think that the coaching staff likes, but Obviously, with the offer to Hepburn, uh, you know, he's he's a bigger priority for them moving forward. 
Um, a few other guys, you know, Carter Gilmore, I thought put together a really good camp. Uh, he's in the 2020 class, a kid from Arrowhead. Another guy that Wisconsin's been, you know, watching for, you know, for well over a year. Um, I don't know that they'll they'll extend an offer, but I thought he he probably did as much as he could on Saturday to to put himself in a position to to be in that discussion. And then if you look a little further down the road, I wrote about some kids in the 2022 class. Um, you know, the, the first being Javon Hanna, a guard from Michigan who they had on campus, and uh, he put together a real good camp. Uh, Maximus Nelson, he's an in-state four from Appleton North. Um, I, I, I like where he's at right now. I think he's got a lot of a lot of room to grow and, you know, a lot of development ahead of him, but certainly someone the staff likes. He visited last fall unofficially, so he's been on the Wisconsin's radar for a handful of months. And then Jeffrey Brazil, uh, he's a kid from uh, Milwaukee Tech and ultra-athletic guy, needs to work on his shot, but he's an intriguing guy as well. He plays for the Wisconsin Basketball Club or the Wisconsin Basketball Warriors. Maybe people know uh, their name more so for, for that name, but uh, definitely, you know, those three are, are guys to keep an eye on. Uh, down the road from that 2022 class. I was to say with, uh, I guess with basketball, anything that you feel go before we go to break, anything else that you feel with the, the program recruiting wise that uh, yeah, going forward, uh, any new news for anybody regarding Jonathan and Jordan Davis, they're going to be in town this upcoming weekend, right? For, for the camp. Right. They're going to be there for the team camp with lacrosse central. Um, I, I, you know, if they popped with a commitment while on campus, wouldn't be surprising. Uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if if they wanted to play out the rest of their AAU season. You know, when I talked to Jordan Davis, he said that there were schools that they still wanted to visit. But, again, um, I, I think Greg Gard and his staff, with those two on campus, with those two with an offer in hand, you know, with, with a, a, you know, plenty of time to think about, you know, what do we want to do now that we both have an offer, I think they're going to be, you know, really pressing for a commitment because – you know, Johnny Davis has held an offer from Wisconsin for a really long time. Uh, you know, the, the buzz there was always that he wanted to play with his brother. Now that they have that opportunity, I, I really think that, you know, Greg Garb might try to tighten those screws up this weekend and try to press for a commitment from those two. Uh, like I said, wouldn't be surprising if it happened, and it wouldn't be surprising if, if their recruitment continued beyond, uh, beyond next weekend. Guys, we're going to take a quick break, then, and then uh, here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, And we are wrapping up another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, the revamped edition powered by Overtime Media. And we are really excited to be part of the gang with Brewers Overtime, Justin Hull, Marcus Pfaff, uh, good guys. John and I know them, uh, a couple of in-state guys here. I went to school with Marcus. Uh, make sure you guys check out you know, Brewers Overtime there and, and just all the the network that Overtime Media is building a lot of great stuff going on from betting to, uh, you know, all the, you know, to NCAA sports, NBA, major league baseball, NFL. Uh, the list continues to grow the podcasts that are part of our network, but for us coming up ahead, John, uh, we big weekend coming up again for Wisconsin. Uh, we're going to preview this on Thursday. So a little bit of a teaser, but uh, maybe just to give them a little bit of a morsel uh, for what we'll talk about Thursday. It'll be another big weekend. It'll be Father's Day weekend, but it's also a big official visit weekend as well. It will. Um, it's going to be commit heavy. You know, Wisconsin expects all their current commits, uh, I guess with now the exception of Nick Herbig, I don't think he's going to be able to come to Madison back-to-back weekends from Hawaii. Um, but they'll have the guys that they already had committed, the eight guys. 
Uh, they'll take their official visits. And, um, you know, one target in particular, Cam Large, uh, is certainly going to be worth watching. Uh, he has Wisconsin right now in his top four, along with Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. So some, some pretty elite company there. Uh, he visited for the first time, I want to say, in February. Um, so it's, it's a place that he's been. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what Wisconsin do on his official visit. Uh, I think right now Ohio State probably leads, but he's coming off a visit to Alabama. Obviously, Georgia is one of the, the top programs in the country. So um, Wisconsin's got a big opportunity in front of itself uh, with Cam Large arriving on campus on Friday. Absolutely. And that'll be interesting, too, because uh, he visited Alabama this past weekend. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what, you know, um, and obviously we hope to talk to him down the road too. So, be, you know, stay tuned to badgerblitz.com about uh, what he could say about the visit, but it, it's very interesting to see. Uh, just, I want to, I'm interested in seeing what the difference is between how Alabama does it and then how Wisconsin does it uh, as well. So uh, plus we got yeah a lot more going on. Uh, we'll talk more about that on Thursday uh, in terms of who all be there. You know, we'll go a little bit more in detail uh, and go from there as well. But, Really, John, too, wrapping up this, we're going to plug, of course, our big sale going on, badgerblitz.com. A lot of you have taken advantage of it already, but once again, go to badgerblitz.com, click on the breaking banner at the top of the page, click, you know, type in summer 19 as your promo. Guess what, folks? You get premium access for free to badgerblitz.com and the rival sites uh, for free until August 30th, September 1st time right around when Wisconsin faces South Florida. And so, I mean, that's a great, pro, you know, great price. It's a great, gosh, it's a great promo going on right now. Great Father's Day gift uh, or just for any gift for any Wisconsin Badger fans for that matter. Uh, so again, go to badgerblitz.com, click on the breaking banner, enter promo code 19 and get some great content for free until the kickoff down in Tampa. And also just finding us here on uh, gosh, Badger underscore Blitz for Twitter, for John on Twitter, at McNamara Rivals, me at Jake Coco, K-O-C-O. You can find us there on social media. Go to our Instagram page, just search Badger Blitz, our Facebook page as well. Uh, keep getting those likes because we'll, we're churning out all the content and popping it up there on Facebook as well. And for the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Spotify. We are on those three main channels, and we'll we'll be staying there for now, uh, for sure. Of course, you go to Overtime Media's page uh, as well. All your Wisconsin Badgers news, notes, and more. So, uh, also uh, for reviews, make sure you guys send us reviews. We've already gotten a couple more lately. We appreciate you guys. Uh, that helps us with our ratings on this show. Uh, it also give us feedback. Let us know what we can do more. We've been. So recruiting heavy, which is what our bread and butter. Uh, but you know, let us know too uh, in terms of position previews coming up in in July. Uh, other, you know, maybe opponent Q and A's in the fall. Let us know what you guys want us to listen to to help us be the best Wisconsin-based podcast around. So, John, anything else you got before we take it home? Just the deal that we got going. I mean, I'm, I'm not obviously I'm trying to sell you guys a product, but I'm not lying to you when I tell you it's it's you know one of the busiest months I can remember being a part of. Um, if you want to catch up on anything that, that you've missed, um, you know, from the, the three camps that I've covered so far and all the work that you've done, Jake, hitting the, hitting the phones and getting the official visitors on campus or not on campus, but on the phone and, and stories written about those guys. So um, it, it's a great opportunity. 
Um, and, you know, we got a lot of momentum going right now and we'd, we'd love to add as many people as possible to, to the website. Absolutely. And on that note, folks, you guys have a great start to the week. We'll talk to you guys later on. Expect the podcast Thursday night going into Friday morning. We'll have that up and ready for you guys. We've got a lot more to discuss, a lot more official visitors, and a lot more Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin-based topics to discuss here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media.